in the Willamette Valley, in America's great Pacific Northwest. You are listening to The Ernest Mann Show, and I'm your host, Ernest Mann. Wherever you may be listening, night or day, in this world. And yes, as always, I sincerely appreciate you tuning in, or for tuning in, possibly again. And I also wanted to send a very special thank you. Um, this is this is something really new for me because I don't have I have world demographics or analytics, but not so much for the states until recently, until well, just recently, and um. <clears throat> So I got some listeners that apparently like what I'm saying in New York, USA, quite specifically, New York City. Thank you guys so much from New York City. It's very much appreciated. And this is... Episode number 130, Politics, Midterm Outcome as a Weather Forecast. Lots of drama turning to an extended period of broken promises and unrepentant failure. How important is this to you? Is it important? Do you think it's important? Do you think it really matters? Well, I voted. Unfortunately, one of the good things of my state is that uh, they decided quite some time ago to go to a mail-in ballot system. And that is a really good idea. And... uh, Yeah, it encourages voting. And so that is one thing they definitely got right. Hopefully your state where you are has the same. And if they don't, they should. But be that as it may, whether or not something gets mailed in, The question remains, what happens? Now, um, if I have not said this before, and I believe I have, I was, once upon a time, I was a strong, very opinionated, lifelong Democrat. And uh, looking back on it now, it really seems, you know, it's, it's like when you've finally had the time to mature and gain some insight. And you just look around and you say, God, I was really ridiculous. And... 
I don't know if it's sort of almost, it's akin to uh, almost being like a conversion kind of thing. Almost like a religious conversion. And uh, I, um, that's what I went through. I went through that for uh, several years of my life. But the point is, is that once I realized just how ridiculous I was being because I was being so damn short-sighted. Because when you can only see, for example, when you only see a certain ideology or a party line, let's say, you're just traveling along. I mean, you're you're just blinded. You're blinded. And uh, well, at least if you're anything like I was, you can't be talked around it while you're in that mode. And I was very much in that mode, thinking that anything Republican or conservative was absolutely evil incarnate. And it's not. So, as a realist and uh, subscribing now to the doctrine of realism, it gave me um, it gave me the freedom to have what I feel is a much more accurate and insightful view. So if something is a good idea, and you can hopefully determine that objectively, or if it's a dumb idea, it doesn't matter if it has a D or R before it or after it. It's the way logic and reason works. So that's why I said, for instance, earlier that mail-in ballots are a really good idea. So, anywho, still bearing that in mind, that is the reason why I simply cannot go along with anything simply because of party lines. As a matter of fact, in addition to that, I am particularly careful um, and on guard when it comes to uh, democratic stuff, simply because it's, I guess you could say it's fairly analogous to, you know, a, a former smoker who doesn't want to be around a lot of smoking or, you know, be hanging out in fucking bars or something. It's, yeah, I, I, I'm really careful with that. And so instead of immediately identifying with something and jumping on a, uh, you know, an emotional connection, I just, yeah, I, I really need to, I need to sort this out. I need to hear what you're actually saying and, and sort it out. So that is the position I come from. That's where I come from. And uh, I... I think it's 
It's very good. I feel good in those shoes. And the thing is, if you give it a chance, if you really give this a chance, and you would try that, you know what? Um, you would probably be feeling a lot better yourself. Because with some things, you, you simply have to examine the evidence. And I don't mean just the evidence that is spoon-fed you from, you know, a particular source. Because, you know, if you're a dyed-in-the-wool Republican, for instance, and pretty much you get all your information from Fox News, well... <laughs> I think that outcome is pretty damn predictable. And conversely, it's the same thing on the so-called opposite end of the spectrum. If you're a lefty and all you watch is, I don't know, fucking MSNBC. Um, yeah, they're both full of crooks and criminals. And, you know, I... I ideological whores that uh, they intellectually spread their spread their legs to the highest bidder that's the truth so so bearing that in mind to get back to this what may has been popularized as a very important midterms well the thing is if you go back because memories are short with people. Maybe start, if you want to do those selfish selfies, do videos of yourself of this that you'll find endlessly year after year that every single of this, but this is urgent. Every one of them is urgent. God damn it. Don't you understand what's at stake? It's, it's the same old nonsense. Things are important. Everything's important. It's all important, but what is the most important? Now, get a load of this. Now, please feel free to fall off your bar stool right now listening to this. Or hopefully, if you have your friends, just gather them around and listen to this guy. And you can drink to oblivion, and then you can simultaneously fall off the bar stool laughing or if not fall off the bar stool from just drinking i don't know but anyway here's what um there's a a really smart fellow that i met and he uh he had a very a very big impact on my life and he also was a realist and <clears throat> I didn't know anything about realism it's a philosophy I didn't know I wanted to pretend like I, and I said oh yeah well, I'm you know, a person I'm really realistic and it's like no 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 they're 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 not exactly the same it's like okay well you, you piqued my interest tell me some more and um, so, yeah, he uh, 
He said, for instance, just try this. Uh, get you a pad and paper, and you could do it any way you like. And if you have people running uh, for a given position, mayor, governor, Congress, let's say, and you divide them up with your notepad on the left and the right, and you could put down uh, five pressing issues. Five things that have either been out in the media and whether it's the usual jobs, inflation, unionization, or non-unionization, whatever the case may be. But put these things down and come up with like five. That makes it simple. And find out, just make the points as far as this, you know, as a given a particular candidate is concerned. You know, usually, typically, as far as what they call their platform, let's say, um, something that they, you know, soapbox on, and that may be, you know, two or three items, but they, you know, they steadfastly and sternly, sternly want to protect the environment or to advance uh, women's rights or gay rights or, you know, whatever it is, doesn't matter. But make a note under their names. Come up with like five things. And um, you might want to put, for instance, you might need a, a few pages to do this because You've got the main, the main participants, either on the left or the right, or depending on your state, perhaps they're unopposed. But depending, um, you could have the two top tier people that are going to slug it out, and maybe a third and fourth one if uh, things don't exactly turn out and. Maybe it's a Cinderella story that someone who was, you know, considered a third rail, let's say, and out of the blue, then, you know, they they just come on strong and perhaps maybe they win. You know, it's just a Cinderella story. They're the underdog actually wins. But the point is, is that you make notes of their platform. Let's say three to five things that they are just, um, you know, in, in German for it's Derschalten, it's it's very firm. I absolutely blah 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 fuck blah. I'm going to do this my first day as governor or this one or I'm going to, I'm going to and putting their fist down. Now you may be either very surprised or perhaps entertained, or perhaps both. The, and the more, just to also let you know, the more notes you take on this, the more entertaining it will be. And 
once you have all this down and make a note of, of course, whoever wins. And while they are in office for their term, at least until the next election, you see how much of their absolute solid granite foundation issues, you know, their platform, how much of that they actually unabashedly accomplished. I don't mean half-assedly accomplished. I don't mean a lick and a promise accomplished. I mean actually totally 100% succeeded the way that they were preaching what they would do. And there's a reason for this. This gets really good. Because if you do this, the chances are great. Matter of fact, I would, if I were a betting man, I would give you absolute overwhelming odds on this. That um, they're not going to do shit. They're not going to accomplish just about anything as far as what was claimed. Usually never. Sometimes, maybe, occasionally, but nah. It ain't gonna happen. It ain't gonna fucking happen. So now, this is what I interpret as the phrase, there are several of them, One's called a, a lick and a promise. Or if you don't know that one, let's see. Another one is, what's an old one is? You can, you know, wish in one hand and piss in the other and see which one weighs more. <laughs> because that's, that's what it is. Now, if you're one of those people, especially if you're young and you're full of idealistic piss and vinegar, as I believe we all once were, at least I know I was, uh, <laughs> just like the TV show, you will learn to curb your enthusiasm. <laughs> um... Yeah, because um, that's not the way it works. And that's not what this is about. This is, all of this, of course, is predicated and they listen to the words. Listen to what they're saying. And here's a hint. Here's a strong hint. The more you keep hearing this phrase, two words, of what needs to be done and fill anything in the beginning and fill anything in the rear. But this one is our democracy. Now, as soon as you hear that two, those two words and they're, you know, pounding their fist or giving her, you know, a strong emotional, 
you know, and that this is something that directly threatens our democracy when this simply cannot be tolerated. It threatens all of us and it threatens our democracy. Blah, blah, fucking blah. You know, they're full of shit. They're full of shit for one of three reasons. One, if they had enough knowledge and intelligence, they would know that we don't live in a democracy. Or two, they actually know that we don't live in a democracy, but it is the catchphrase and the buzzword that matters because politicians have been using that shit for 40 or 50 years or whatever the hell it's been. And it just, you know, it soothes. It's a, a soothing ointment that, hey, we're all in this together. Yeah, we have to protect our this or our that. That's where you, the politician you are, identifying with the peon class as though you're one of them and you're usually not in most cases especially if you come from money you never have been but being the wordsmiths that they are they're well trained in that but yeah when you as soon as you hear those two words you go da they're full of shit. The third rail is that means, <clears throat> I mean, if they don't know this, they're, they're just, they're just dumb beyond, beyond belief. And that doesn't fly because you, as a political animal, you, you, you don't survive. You don't live being that stupid. So the chances are, they have to know that that is all bullshit. But it makes for a good speech. And the sad thing is, for most folks, they instantaneously, without a thought, they swallow it. They swallow it and they believe it and they go for it and, and they're out there rooting and tooting. And waving the flags and the little flags saying, yeah, our democracy is good, good. <laughs> bullshit like that. And the politicians, I'm just saying, as they're smiling and waving their hands, if they had someone very close to them or, you know, a couple of their adjutants people, you know, and they're smiling and they're waving beside this person at the podium and one you know, his hand carefully over his mouth as they're smiling and he and he's <laughs> whispering in the ear of a person next to him, can, can you believe these dumb bastards fall for this shit? <laughs> the other guy's laughing and smiling. He's like, of course they do. We've been throwing them this line of bullshit for 50 years or more. <laughs> Keep... Keep smiling, just keep waving. Hey, we're one of you. Just like, does anybody, do you notice this? And this is just patent marketing. Just if you don't believe me, look. You know, Obama 
Remember the change guy? And he was, of course, recently, he's been stumping for the Dems um, in the various states. And you ever notice when these guys, <laughs> again, the marketing and the deception and the bullshit is, at least to me, is so clear because any other time he's in president, he's in office, you know, and he's got his, I don't know, thousand or two thousand dollars suits and you know all all of this because he has to look presidential but as soon as they're stumping for someone else or even stumping for himself because they all do this shit joe biden did it they all did it because it's marketing off comes the suit and tie and there's just the shirt and the rolled up sleeves it's always the rolled up sleeves and if it's a rural politician in a rural area, they love this. It's always flannel shirt with the rolled up sleeves. Yeah, my people, you know, they worked in the mill, just like your people. Now I understand. Kind of like the Bill, Bill Clinton shit all those years ago. I feel your pain. Remember that bullshit? So, yeah, I mean, the point is, um, vote for who you want, and that's good. I would not say not vote. I would say vote. But I wouldn't expect a damn thing to change. If it does, and if it's for the better, great. Don't expect it. <laughs> That's silly. This is, after all, it's it's just a game. It's just a charade. Their point is to get elected. And then when they get elected, they get into the clubhouse. You know how boys and well now girls or whatever, but they all want to be in the club. And then as soon as they get in the clubhouse, well, then the hands can really get to the cookie jar. And that means a lot of lobbyist action. Of course, you don't hear anything about this. You just you hear all the feel good bullshit. And it's it, believe me, they have to as far as, um, you know, dishing it out as one absolute 100% prime, high-grade, high-quality USDA prime bullshit. And that's what you're going to get, and it's going to be a frantic thing because, you know, all of them are, they are, in fact, jockeying for a position <laughs> just to see who can get in there and then they can, as soon as they get in there, especially the new ones, as soon as they get in there, it's the, 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 the thief fest takes hold. It's instantaneous, hit the ground running, and everything that isn't bolted down, and maybe even then if it is still bolted down, um, they steal. That means your money. And uh, they're the young bucks because, you know, the, the old ones like, you know, uh, Pelosi 
and McConnell. I mean, yeah, they go after the big ones. They they kind of stake their claim to uh, go to lobby so they can do some more raping. But the young bucks, they have to prove themselves. So they are the ones eager to go out there and sell you out as quickly as possible because they don't know. They don't know if uh, they're not they're not rock solid yet. You know, I mean, you take someone like you know the old timers Pelosi and and Schumer and you know all all Lindsey Graham, all these ones of the you know I call them basically like fucking Civil War vet- veterans. They might as well be, and they got in there, and they have had their fangs. On the public tit and the lobbyist tit and every other tit they can get a hold of. Um, yeah, for umpteen years. And that is the goal. It's nothing else. <laughs> your your things, your things, my things, society's things, society's benefit. That is way down on the on the priority list, okay? That's why when you used to hear, for instance, anyone from, they all do it. I mean, I'm not per se uh, picking on Nancy because these days, I mean, she really is low-hanging fruit. But I mean, all of them, you know, Schumer, the whole cabal, which is what they are. And, you know, it's just, they're going to say anything in the sweetest talk and what and and but they're careful they have to carefully word this and nancy was so good at it oh god is she good at it and you could talk to her about you know problems with the you know uh, the unemployed or problems with all these homeless and and and, 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 yes and she looks it has the 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 point is to have the real concern look okay yeah, and that that that's the reason why we're going to form a committee, okay? And um, we're going to form a committee where um, we can um, discuss and investigate um, the possibilities of anything that is possible that um, can be uh, done about that um, unfortunate um, circumstance. I mean, Christ, listen to me. I could almost be her. Not that I'd want to be. Well, mm, you know, the having the almost $500 million stashed away in the bank, it, I guess it wouldn't be too bad. But, uh, yeah, that's it. The whole bunch in, in, in very rare cases that they actually do anything. But remember, those representatives... That we're all supposed to get all worked up over <clears throat> and to pit D's against R's and R's against D's and, and all that nonsense. Um, it ain't going to really matter a hill of beans. It isn't. Because, as I've said many times before, in this representative oligarchy that we actually live under that is controlled by groups of plutocrats or oligarchs that's fancy for the fucking rich they own the country see they do the musks and the brazos and 
and the whole slew of these other people and people, a lot of them, they're just the main ones that you hear in the media, but there's a whole whole cadre of them that you've never even heard about, and they are very quiet. They don't want any publicity because that's the way this thing works. So, you have your instructions. You have your homework to do. And as I said, if you would just go through the trouble and keep those, you know, of writing down everything that I talked about. And then keep it. I don't give I don't give a damn. Put it wherever you need to put it. Tape it to a secure place. Put it on your fridge. And then start reviewing within, I don't know, six months, certainly six months or a year. And if they were, for instance, you know, stump speeching about a given thing, and then after three, four, five months, as far as that issue, it's sound of crickets. Then the instant defense, particularly when it's re-election time, and someone, even if they're, you know, we're lucky enough that someone brings this hypocrisy up to them, and well, you know, we we sent it, we sent the bill to, and those, you know, those mean old Republicans, they they just wouldn't pass it. It just, you know, or conversely, use the same bullshit excuse from the R's, and yeah, we we didn't want those that tax burden to pass on, but. You know, but uh, we didn't have the votes. And then that's so that's what I mean. You know, wash, <laughs> spin, repeat endlessly. And so <clears throat> if you're wondering why and how this continues, the simple thing is this it continues because it's the same old game. And the game is designed to never change. That's it. That is the point. Is the point is just to keep you in this merry-go-round of yeah, yeah. Can you imagine? I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fix. I'm going to fix that. My God, can you imagine the analogy if this was a a mechanic, an auto mechanic? <laughs> If you have any brains, you would have quit that fucking guy a long time ago. And, you know, and he would have been out of business a long time ago. And they've had your car for weeks and weeks or fucking months. But you said, yeah, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to get to it. And I'm going to and I'm going to and I'm going to. Yeah. And yeah. They ain't going to do shit, folks. That's my prediction meaningful stuff yeah again always a few little appeasements few crumbs a little something here just a little something they can kind of sort of get away with saying well yeah well we did pass that you know protect dogs by i don't know giving them a bath on weekends law or maybe Forcing people to put them on a leash sometimes, maybe, but you gotta, 
you got to see the bigger picture of this. And I'm not, I'm not, I don't mean to, I don't want to sound pessimistic. All I'm trying to say, very simply, is that, you know, before you can go into actually addressing issues and fixing them, you have to have an honest assessment of what the hell is wrong. And that's painful. I get it. I understand that. But that's what's required if you want change. <laughs> well, what did you think about that? I'd really like to hear what you have to say. So go on over to my website, theearnestmanshow.com and put down your two cents worth. And while you're there, please feel free to listen to any and all the episodes you like. Plus check out the other interesting things on my website. Until next time, this is Ernest saying take care. I'm out of here. <laughs>